Hello, space nerds. Welcome to Raktagino and Root Beer, a Deep Space Nine podcast. I'm Matthew. And I'm Michael. On this podcast, we are reviewing every Deep Space Nine episode from the pilot to the finale. It'll be so exciting, it's going to give you umox. Pull up a chair and join in the discussion over some Raktagino and Root Beer. If you would like to contact us, set hailing frequencies to rrds9podcast at gmail.com. Today on the show, we are going to review Season 1, Episodes 9 and 10, The Passenger and Move Along Home. First up, The Passenger. So Michael, why don't you give us a little bit of a synopsis of this episode? Alright, so this episode begins with uh, Major Kira and Dr. Bashir. Uh, They get a distress call from a criminal passenger ship and uh, they beam aboard where they find uh, one woman barely conscious and, uh, and another man um, completely out of it. There's a fire on board the ship. Uh, and Do- Dr. Bashir tries to save uh, the man, who turns out to be uh, a horrible genius criminal named Rao Vantica. And uh, the rest of the episode is trying to figure out if Vantica has survived or not, or continues to haunt them yeah okay so how'd you feel about this episode terrible <laughs> this episode was horrible yes it was I, a pretty bad episode i really hated this <laughs> why did you hate it so much i just find i i found that the character the rao vantica like it, it i found it was sort of the worst aspects of science fiction where you had all this magical techno babble that really didn't mean anything um they used they use science yeah. to sort of magically create problems and then magically solve them. Yeah. Rao Vantica's IQ was obviously in the millions. Uh, he could seemingly do anything. Yeah. Uh, he somehow transferred his consciousness to uh, Dr. Bashir with these tiny little... Uh, glial cells. Glial, glial cells. cells. I mean, in his ridiculous. fingernails yeah. that he had that he had put there months before mm. so wouldn't that be his consciousness from like months ago yeah. or like and it, um, it, it was a lot of i guess what you call fridge logic where where um after you finish watching the episode you think back and absolutely none of it makes any sense whatsoever yeah yeah the whole um the whole glial cells under the fingernails which felt very like a silence of the lambs mm. um but uh it didn't like it makes no sense to me, um, particularly since uh, it's just a copy of his consciousness. One would assume because there's no feeling that he somehow transferred his exact consciousness. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's so bizarre; it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. The, the, I think honestly, I could I could possibly forgive a lot of the the horrible science fantasy, when more fantasy than science aspects of it. If the criminal had been genuinely uh, scary, yeah, or threatening, but but in the end he he wasn't really uh, doing anything interesting other than no. he wanted to prolong his life. Yeah, I mean th- there were comments about how he had experimented on other beings to do this. Yeah, um, but in in terms of how he threatened the crew of ds9 i mean it it, it didn't matter you know it's it, it wasn't uh yeah the the stakes were incredibly low on this yeah that's what i felt too i feel like the stakes in a lot of these episodes are so low mm-hmm. there's no real peril that's happening and so 
you can't get that invested. Like, I understand that they have to bring the conflict in by, you know, bringing in different characters, but um, when you have one cop chasing a criminal and really it's just a criminal. It's not, he's not even really that special mm-hmm. in terms of how bad he is. Um, yeah. It doesn't feel that um, and, and necessary. It, and again, if there are no, there's no real internal logic in this or there, or there are no sort of rules that the characters have to follow because no, the villain's capable of anything. And then Dax, magically creates a solution yeah at the end oh no that resonance wave to like make him no longer uh to make rayo vantica's consciousness recede whereas the sheer suddenly comes up to yeah. the forefront it just it's, like it literally makes no sense whatsoever I, and i i mean i sh- i I'm, i could go on and on and on about all the horrible things in this but uh, Bashir's, Bashir's, uh, oh, the way he, the way he speaks oh, when he's romantic, he speaks in that clip tone and it's, he, he sounds like a, pause uh, acting. Yeah. It's the, I, what does he say? I have it here. Hailing us. Like, yeah, there's uh, a, there's a period after every single word he speaks. Well, I was reading about this and apparently the reason why this happened was, um, uh, the, Sadiq Al Fadil or whatever his name is, um, the the actor, when they originally recorded the episode, um, he had made a different choice for the voice of Rayo Vantica, mm-hmm. and um, apparently it sounded too much like Bella Lugosi, and so <laughs> they had to dub in all of his speech afterwards. So this was a kind of an attempt to fix a big mess. Um, so I guess they were like, you know, it's okay, mm. you know, but it was terrible. It was his acting as Rayo Vantica was the worst. It was really terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, it was, it was just awful and, uh, really not an enjoyable episode. I found it very difficult to even just like pay attention enough to write notes for this. Mm. I was like. Oh God! Just make it end. I I thought that it it sort of um, was a bad use of quirk as well. I, I yeah. find out every once in a while they do they make quirk do something that's a little bit too criminal or too evil. Yeah. And 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 here he's organizing some uh, soldiers for hire. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, he yeah he's doing something illegal, and it's kind of um, I know that I think the actor enjoyed doing some of the more dramatic stuff. But um, I think sometimes they lose focus on Quark when he's made too much of the focus of the episode. Mm-hmm. He's much better as a secondary player when he's like the focus. Um, they kind of they can run into problems. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> when they when they board the ship and they're killing all the aliens and the aliens die in this terrible way. <laughs> like they literally run towards the the phaser blast yeah. and then fall backwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also I think one of the, you know, we talked before about how a good Star Trek episode, whatever the series, uh, brings up metaphysical questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, this one just kind of like skated over all of the metaphysical questions. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, um, is Bashir, uh, responsible for the crimes that he commits when Rayo Vantica is in charge of his consciousness? Like that would be an interesting thing to deal with, but they don't. They just no. don't deal with it at all. No, there, there were, yeah, 
they never ever got into depth on anything. It was, uh, I hated this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there uh, there is so many stupid th- there when um, Raul Ventica's uh, pursuer. In the end, uh, finally sees his consciousness has been captured in, in whatever yeah. Dax created. Yeah, it's a little hockey disc, yeah. hockey puck of uh, yeah. consciousness. And it's on this computer console, and she yeah. takes out her phaser and Just, shoots it at I the know. console. <laughs> I know. And they I all know. kind of laugh it off. I know. Know. They're like, all oh, like, oh, that's fine that yeah. she damaged a computer console. She, she couldn't just yeah. she couldn't just grab it and, like, yeah. I don't know, do something with it. I'm also not sure the death penalty is legal on... Well, it's Bajoran territory, so who knows, but... Yeah. That, and, that whole thing is strange. And also, again, they they did they did this weird uh, sex talk scene with Odo and Quark, which they've done before. Remember? I think it was, like, the first or second episode. They t- uh, Odo referred to coupling. He doesn't understand <laughs> coupling, and it, it was just kind of creepy and not funny then. And, and for some reason, they brought it back, so... Yeah, I um, I seem to have not noticed that in, oh, I in my viewing. <laughs> I was I was very bored by the Odo and Quirk stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, I was uh, I just did not like it. Um, apparently, I think I think what happened was for this episode, it was pitched by a like kind of like a freelance writer mm-hmm. and. Um, the person was very enthusiastic about it. The ba- enthusiastic about the basic idea of, of originally it was supposed to be that uh, Rayo Ventica would put his consciousness in Kajada, the the cop, and it was this whole metaphysical idea of like, um, what if a cop is pursuing himself? That see that is interesting. Yeah, that's like a Rogrier novel, or you yeah. know, that's like really interesting stuff. And I actually. When I was watching the episode, I thought that that's what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, and then well, that's it, what they, they initially know. deflected you to think that. Right. You know? But but then in, in retrospect, it is pretty obvious when the only one who comes into contact with Fantica is, is, is Bashir. Bashir. Yeah. No, and that's the thing, too. Like, you, like almost instantly, I knew that Bashir was going to be affected when uh, Rare Vantica grabs him and goes, Make me live! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he really wants to live. <laughs> yeah, he really wants to live. So I think uh, I think what happened was this episode was they originally had a good idea, but then it got they they quickly realized that it was going to be too complex to kind of dramatize because if you just have two external characters interacting without any sort of interaction with the rest of the crew, it doesn't mm-hmm. make a, a lot of drama. But um, how so? How would you fix this episode? Um, I would have just changed it completely. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I like the idea that the I forget her the um, pursuer um, if if his Vantica's consciousness had gone into hers, Kajada, Kajada, and then in order to um, I don't know maybe it would have imperiled his, her life or something in order to free her or yeah to kill him they would have had to kill her. Yeah, I mean, it might have been so many more dramatic things you could have done with it. Yeah, it might have been more interesting if Kajada had no had been friends with someone previously, um, like on DS Nine, and so the person who's pursuing her has to make a moral choice about it. You mm-hmm. know, like, oh, it's this murderer, but they've been taken over by you know, blah blah blah. Yeah, and that would have been maybe more interesting. Um, 
just something I generally notice in shows is uh, the middle of a season is when all the terrible shows get dumped into, like, they get dumped into the middle. Oh, yeah. Um, so we are going through the wastelands of this season. Yes, so. we are. I mean, it's it's an insane pace uh, when you're dealing with, well, there's something like 19 episodes in, in the first season of DS9, then it's, what, 24? Yeah. Or, or so, 22, at, yeah. or 22 after that. That's a lot. And each one's 45 minutes long. Yeah. There will be stinkers. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I don't know is this the, the worst one yet um I don't know if it's the worst one it's pretty boring I think that's the biggest issue with, for me is that mm. it was so confusing and uh there was so much techno babble that made no sense in it that um it just bored me and I ha found it difficult to pay attention which is yeah this one just made me sad <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I guess that's it for The Passenger. So now we'll look at our next episode, Move Along Home. Matthew, why don't you uh, give a brief synopsis? Okay, um, so in this episode, um, DS9 makes their first formal contact with a species from the Gamma Quadrant. Gamma Quadrant, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching Voyager at the same time, so I'm getting confused. <laughs> Delta, Gamma. Yeah. <laughs> um, at the Gamma Quadrant named the Wadi. And uh, they, they have this formal ceremony all set up. They're all wearing their uh, dress uniforms, except for Bashir for some reason. And, uh, but the Wadi have no interest in talking to them. They just want to go to Quark's to play a game. And so they start playing. Um, Quark cheats them. Um, and so they raise the stakes by playing a new game. Um, what's the what's the game called again? I I almost said Ariana, but that's, that's Ala Moraine. Ala Moraine or something. Yeah. I can't remember the exact name. We'll look it up in a second. Um, and they start playing this game, and it has dire consequences for the crew. And what did you think? I thought this was terrible. <laughs> This was terrible. This was awful. Um, I was reading some other people's opinions of this uh, episode. Uh, apparently, this is Avery Brooks's uh, one of his two least favorite episodes of the uh, the show. Um, and I was reading some other people's opinion of it, and they were rightly pointing out that this felt like a original series episode of Star Trek. Oh yeah, actually, like, it does feel like classic, a classic Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of classic Star Trek episodes where they have like the aliens put them in some sort of game or challenge or make them fight some sort of competition mm. and um, and and in uh, the original series they often didn't explain like when the aliens did something they just didn't explain it it was just like magic you know yeah um, and the same with the Wadi. The Wadi seem to possess something like magic. You don't really understand why they're how they're able to do what they're able to do. It's, it, they suggest it's sort of uh, transporter technology that they've transported everyone somehow aboard their own ship, or yeah. there's something going on. Yeah. But it, yeah, but then Odo tries to go there and, and ends up in the in Quark's place. Yeah. yeah, it's very strange. It is very strange. Um, yeah, I I found that yeah they're trying to go for that kind of quirky, funny, um, early uh, Star Trek feel, but I just I just don't feel it. It f it feels flat to me, very boring, mm. and um, yeah, I just I just you know I remember this is an episode I remember watching from 
back in the day and I remember hating it when I first saw it um, because it feels like such a the the peril that the um, that the crew members are put into feels so cheap because it feels like the Wadi have all the power and there's no way for them to logically figure their mm. way out of it. It's just like, let's just hope the Wadi aren't going to kill them, you know? Yeah. I, um, it's funny. I, I, I think that the ending is, is, does such a disservice to the rest of the episode. Yeah. Um, it's this stupid ending where it was all meaningless. You were never yeah. in actual jeopardy. Yeah. And magically everyone's saved. I, I, and it, it completely takes away any sort of uh, feeling, sense of peril you've had. Um, yeah. Apparently they changed it. Apparently it was going to be more uh, deadly at the beginning, or deadly at the end. Mm. But um, for some reason, I guess they felt they wanted to change that. So I in our last episode review, you were mentioning that they're sort of in, in the middle of the season and, and uh, it's, it's kind of wading through the desert right now. Wading <laughs> through the desert makes no sense. Yeah. Trying to get through this desert of, of uh, budget constraints and, and and not the best scripts. And in this one, there were budget constraints. No, this was the one of the most expensive episodes <laughs> of the season. I was reading about this. Because I, I read that they wanted to do an outdoor shoot, and it, they had yeah. to scale that back to an indoor shoot. But that was because the whole season was over budget. Right. So, But this was the most expensive episode since Emissary. Wow. They really blew their money away. <laughs> it went down the toilet. Yeah. They did uh, receive an, an Emmy nomination for hairstyling in this episode. Oh, the Wadi did have good hair. They had that dead or alive hair. Yeah. You know, like, uh, it was kind it, of flock of seagulls. Yeah. Yeah. I, nice yeah. blue tattooing across their forehead. I, I actually, I will try and defend this episode somewhat. Although I do agree with you. It is a bad episode. Make no mistake. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do like episodes where they're confronted with a mysterious alien culture, and, and the episode becomes trying to understand that culture, yeah. and and it's in a, it's always sure. in an interesting context. Where I'm thinking of that TNG episode where Picard beams down to the planet, and the and the other alien speaks in entirely in simile and metaphor and whatever, yeah. um, and allegory, and. That which was a very 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 good episode. This is not a good episode. No. This is done in a in in a game, but it doesn't quite it doesn't quite work. They don't go deep enough into that. No, and and, and instead you basically have these um, human chess pieces moving around a board, and none of it really ever makes sense. None of it's ever really that interesting. No, the challenges aren't particularly interesting. The no, first they, the, the they, first one yeah. with the little girl is kind of interesting. The second one. It's like literally not a challenge. I did like that the little girl episode just because Bashir w walks into a force field. Yeah, <laughs> I really do not like Doctor yeah. Bashir. And, well, in the I you know in the enjoyableness of hearing the mall go, Alamarine, oh, okay. so, da, da, so da, da. I I keep going back and forth on whether I like uh, Cisco's goofiness or not, the way that yeah. Brooks plays him, and when when. Uh, it was almost like Avery Brooks was making fun of the episode when he started singing that, singing yeah. the little girl's song. It was kind of strange. Yeah, um, I liked uh, Kira. Kira was completely over it in this episode. Yes, she, she was over it. Yeah. She went a little, like she went a little too, like they need to restrain her, like like the direction should have like um, 
tamp down some of the kind of extremity of her reaction. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like the line. Um, I liked the the kind of point of her line where she's like, "I'm not Federation. I'm a Bajoran administrator." Like, who is? Like, literally, if you're a major in a Bajoran uh, army, would you want to be like, I'm proud of being an administrator? Like, no, Yeah, and, no. and also the whole thing is you guys are used to dangerous explorations, you know, scenarios. I'm not. But she was a soldier. Yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't freak out like that. Yeah, well, she. I like the point of, like, this is her thing is she's there for Bajoran interests, mm-hmm. not to figure out some alien culture. Sure, yeah. I, I think as an outsider perspective, it, it, and a comment on like a TNG episode. It, yeah, it is where they're like, all like, what are you doing? Yeah, where they're all like, oh, this is so exciting that yeah. we're going to die because <laughs> aliens are, are playing an experiment yeah. on us. They zapped us into a, into a game. This is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I felt like I liked the point of Curious Thing, but they, they needed to develop it better. It was just mm. like, it wasn't uh, finessed enough. What What did you think uh, of Quark uh, pleading for their lives? I, I think he's sort of playing... Like I think the idea of the scene is he's he's obviously playing it up. He's trying to manipulate the, the Wadi. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought I thought it was a good performance by... Um, yeah. Um, like, yeah, by the actor. I, I, and I liked it because it was like... It's showing that he does actually... He doesn't actually want to cause deaths. No. That he, um, he's actually a bit of a softy, which... Um, but he I, is playing it up. He is playing it up. Yeah, I mean, it's a total. Uh, it's a performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is hilarious. That yet again, Quirk is responsible for the the station being in danger. Like it's just like <laughs> yeah. I mean, from now on, they whenever there's something goes wrong with the station, they should just head to Quirks and go. What are you? What are you doing with a bunch of aliens that's screwing up the station? Yeah. Um, Probably when you're making first contact, not a good idea to leave them alone with Quark. Yeah. In future. Yeah. And um, I was interested in how easily Quark figures out that the four puzzle pieces or four game playing pieces are uh, the missing crew members, which to me... For me to make an imaginative leap to think that yeah. four, four game players yeah. are missing crew members seems really like and, and, seems and, like a big leap. And Odo seems to pick up on that immediately. Yeah. Too. yeah, they're like, yeah, oh, of course, of course, they're the pu- the right. the game playing pieces, which to me, um, yeah, I would be very confused by. Hmm. Um, the apparently poor uh, Terry Farrell uh, Dax. Uh, because she was stuck filming this episode, she didn't get to film the Next Generation episode that um, there was a crossover with DS9. Uh, so the, the the poor lady was spent uh, her That's days terrible. limping around like a terrible rock set she, for a while. She's already playing the, the least interesting character in the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> and she has to spend it limping around. Yeah. Yeah, that whole thing, I was like, oh, just get me out of this mm. rock formation. And, um, you know, they they don't, you know, the game ends, they get out of the game um, by losing, and they don't get out of it by winning, by figuring it out. And so there's no sense of accomplishment. Like, it's like they should have just, like, died earlier, mm-hmm. and they would have finished the game earlier. Yeah. Like... That, that's no accomplishment, you know? 
Dude, Maybe they should have just zapped each other with. It was it was such a bad ending. <laughs> it was terrible. It's like great. I just wasted the last forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, very much like a, a Deus Ex Machina. Like mm. um, it was all a dream. Oh, uh, oh, I know. That's horrible. Um, it was such a cop out. Yeah. Do we see the Wadi again? Do you know? I don't think we do. They, that was it for them? That was it for them. I do like what you're saying about how um, the Wadi... I was reading someone and they were complaining that you could never imagine the Wadi interacting with the rest of the Federation in, in any sort of reasonable way. Like, you know, trading with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like that. I kind of like... Sometimes um, uh, the Federation seems too safe. Like, it seems too much like, oh, it's a bunch of people who are exactly right. like one another. But with different cranial ridges whereas the wadi seem to operate on a completely different logic which is refreshing you know yeah, you should I, have more aliens like this i i like that scene where uh quark asks uh cisco do they have money and he says we don't know yeah <laughs> and then quark says well what do you have a value and they take out those creepy sticks that yeah. they <laughs> they start playing with during the game yeah which they're not very good at creating a rhythmic no tune. they're like they're, they're, dude two or maybe we don't understand the rhythm perhaps perhaps they it's a complex polyrhythm yeah i enjoyed their clapping too they they did a clapping where they like reverse one hand yes so it's like that's that shows they're really aliens (laughs) yeah i actually i like the wadi as as an idea i mean uh, um a civilization obsessed with games yeah it just needed to be fleshed out better Mm -hmm. yeah Anyway, I guess that's that's it for our review of uh, uh, Move Along Home, unless you've got anything further to say. No, I would. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.